At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. This is VEASAN's College Basketball Betting Podcast. Here is your host, Tim Murray. Welcome in, everyone. Another edition of the VSIN College Basketball Betting Podcast. Not going to be as frequent as the College Football Betting Podcast, but I do want to keep this feed active. Any updates? And the last time we chatted, we had Jim Root on about a week or so after the season concluded. A lot more movement in the portal, some big dominoes to fall. Hunter Dickinson being the biggest as he heads from Michigan to Kansas. Bronny James committed to USC. What does that mean for the Trojans moving forward? So I felt like let's get it a little fresher in this feed. So we welcomed in Jeff Goodman. You'll hear that conversation in just a moment from Stadium and, of course, Field of 68, where they are always doing great college basketball content all year long. So as I always say, please rate, review, and subscribe. Not going to be as... Updated as the College Football Betting Podcast, which will be giving you a new podcast each and every week through the summer months. That is my promise to you. But we will update this frequently and uh, get some content in here if anything big happens in college basketball. And certainly uh, if we have some thoughts when it comes to the betting market. We will get into some betting, though, with Jeff Goodman towards the end of this podcast. Some teams to maybe fade that are a little too much love in the marketplace and uh, maybe some off-the-radar teams. So once again, I had a chance to catch up with Jeff Goodman not too long ago, and here is that conversation. Jeff, so much to get to, but I want to first 
hit on this and the beauty of podcasts, I won't get yelled at because we're going to get to everything, uh, all the important stuff. And I should start with all the big transfer news and Bronny, but I just want to give a tip of the cap to you and Rob Doster and, and the field of 68 as a, as a hoops junkie. When I saw this news come out that you at the field of 68 are going to have this trio of teams in a tip-off tournament, Liberty, Coastal Carolina, and Florida Atlantic. Uh, it, it's awesome. And I, I texted you, I texted Rob separately, and I'm like, this is badass. You know, college basketball fans will love this. How did this come about that the field of 68 is putting on a pretty damn good uh, preseason tournament? Yeah, we've we've kind of been talking to a bunch of these mid-major um, teams uh, over the the, the last year or so. And, you know, I was down in Charleston for six weeks, just getting out of the, the winters of Boston. So I was, I was around that Charleston staff for a while and uh, their AD, Matt Roberts, uh, their assistant coach, Brian Ferguson, they do a great job of just being forward thinking. So it's kind of their idea as much as anything ran it by me. Uh, and then to get FAU involved was, was huge because obviously you're talking about team, not just that went to the final four last year, Tim, but like they, they return everything. Right. So their preseason top, everybody should have them in their top 10. I think I have them at five. That might, might be a little high, but again, they deserve it. So we're going to try to keep doing some of these events, you know, for mid-majors. Um, and, and the big thing is, you know, uh, for me, Again, I want them, you know, preferably in warm weather places. If I, <laughs> I could, I don't, I don't need to be good. Like we're talking right now to like, you know, Vermont, you want, you know, if you're going to do it, you're doing a three-year series. So it's got to be a program that's going to be good for the next three years. And you feel good about, uh, I love Vermont. I love what John Becker's done, but man, if I'm in Charleston for six weeks or two months, leaving Boston, do I want to fly back up to Burlington, Vermont for four days? Um, no, but I'll do it. I'll do it for the right field. <laughs> I, love, I, I do love Burlington. Uh, I, have, I have weird, you know, it's funny. My wife always kids with me because uh, I haven't been back to Burlington. I've only been there once and it was in 2012. I was broadcasting minor league baseball. It was in September. It was so gorgeous. It was the yeah. end of the baseball season, which is an absolute grind who anyone's ever broadcasted or knows someone who's been in it. And I just like, this town is incredible. And then, you know, I, I had a relationship and still do with, with Mike Lonergan. I don't personally know John Becker, but some of my uh, good friends know John Becker and I've, I've just admired his work. Uh, and, and obviously Tom Brennan, you know, I still think about uh, Sorrentine from the parking lot. I mean, you know, it's, it's that, you know, that it's, it's funny, you know, you being up there in new England, uh, Jeff, it, it's funny how a, a program like that and relatively small area doesn't have a ton of talent in the state can be as uh, as relevant as they've been for for as many years uh, as they've been. So uh, I, I uh, approve of any usage of Vermont moving forward. All right. Well, we, you, you may have to come up with us, you know, that's uh, fine. You know, that's that's cool. Uh, we'll make it happen. You know, they got good beer up there. A little heady oh, topper, you know. Yep. No, um, it's a great town. Great. Yeah. town. All right, uh, into the four minutes in, and we just talked about Vermont and uh, <laughs> College of Charleston, and uh, I know how to really uh, be a great host. All right, let's get to. Uh, we'll start with the the big, uh, most impactful college basketball news because I do want to get to Bronny James and and certainly what what that means for USC. But you know, this Hunter Dickinson uh, courtship was was an interesting one to follow. Um, you know, I've got 
you know, being from the DMV, I've got a lot of friends who went to Maryland or are Maryland fans. And, you know, that him being from, you know, that area, going to DeMatha, Mike yeah. Jones, going back to Maryland, his former high school coach. I was like, oh, maybe Maryland's got a shot. Ultimately goes to Kansas, which I think makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, it, you know at the end of the day, they're, they're blue blood as blue blood gets. How, how did this all play out from what you've heard, Jeff? And we'll get to the ramifications and, and from the betting side of things in just a moment. But just just this unique kind of courtship of a, a pretty darn high profile player like Hunter Dickinson. It, it went a little different than I think most people uh, anticipated because Hunter is so vocal out there. Obviously, he does a par- podcast with Barstool, which I'm not a big fan of, uh, just because I don't think they protect him like they probably should as a college kid. In fact, I think they they entice him to say uh, dumb shit. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Hunter went kind of dark through a lot of the process. Didn't talk a lot. Went and visited Maryland and Georgetown close to home. Then took a trip to Kentucky and Kansas. Then came back and his final one was Villanova. And you just didn't hear a lot about it, which I actually was really proud of Hunter for. You know, they kind of kept his mouth shut, just took his visits. And... Um, and made the decision, you know, I talked to him for a while in the middle of the process. And one thing he told me was like NIL, yeah, sure, it's important, but that is not going to be what drives my decision here. You know, he wanted to put himself in the best situation to give himself a chance to win a national title and potentially make the NBA. He knows he's not a lock NBA guy with, with the way the, the game has gone. And, you know, he's a, a big who can really score it, and he's expanded his three-point shot. We know that. He shot like 40% from three this past year, but he's not a rim protector, right? So can he make a team? Maybe. I I think he realized that Kansas, he's playing with the best passing point guard in the country in in Dwan Harris, the best head coach maybe in the country in Bill Self, also the best head coach who utilizes his bigs in Bill Self, so and and he got good NIL. So I, I think it was honestly, from my perspective, Tim, it might have been the biggest no-brainer of a decision, of a transfer decision that I have seen in the last five years. And when you look at Kansas quality um recruiting class, I think top ten, top five. I, I want to say I think 24-7 was seventh. Um, you know, you know, Dewan Harris, KJ Adams. Where do you Nick Nick Timberlake, the kid from Towson? I don't know how much how impactful he is. Maybe he's oh, you know he's impactful, Tim. He's got yeah. he's their best shooter. So like he's super important for them because other than him, they don't really have another big time shooter. So yeah, I've seen him play numerous numerous times in person. He's got some some you know what to him. Tough kid. He's a Boston kid or or a Massachusetts kid, uh, and he's a he's an older dude who can shoot it. So with with the addition of Hunter, where did you have them in your kind of preseason top 10? And and how much did Dickinson move them, in your opinion? Yeah, I had him like top. I think I had him seven before mm-hmm. Hunter, and, and now I have him at one. Okay. Um, you know, Duke was one for me. But if you line it all up, you just look at it and you say that the biggest difference, Duke might have a little more overall talent, maybe. And they've got veteran, you know, some experience now, obviously Jeremy Rhodes should come back and 
you know, Proctor and Filipowski both came back, so they're sophomores. The biggest difference for me is still Bill Self to John Shire. No, no disrespect to Shire, but like he's a second year head coach. Self's a Hall of Famer. So I, I give I give Kansas the nod here, not by much over Duke. And I think they're a clear one and two. Jeff, where do you have UConn? Uh, they lose Jordan Hawkins. That's not a surprise. Sonogo goes pro. Um, that was a little bit of a surprise to me in the sense that he was so adamant, I'm going pro. Um, I know Jackson has a decision to make. Um, if he comes back, which I think most people are expecting, maybe you have more insight on that. Um, you know, UConn is in the odds, you know, 14 to one or so. Uh, so they're in the top five uh, of, of odds to win the title. Kansas, if you're wondering, I'm using DraftKings odds at 13 to one. Uh, where do you have the defending champs and, and what do you expect from them next year? You know, it will depend on Andre Jackson. Yeah. And it, it probably depends, to be honest, how he shoots it. You know, at the combine, how does he shoot it ultimately? Because he can do everything else. The NBA guys love him for his his versatility, for his ability to be a secondary ball handler, um, a distributor, a great elite defender. And if he can make shots, yeah, then, then you know, he can go in the top – can, can even go, you know, these days is so different. Okay. So if, if somebody says, Hey, you're going to go in the 25 to 40 range and you're Andre Jackson, you probably say, Hey, Dan Hurley, thanks. Appreciate everything, man. I got you. I help win you national title. I'm out. I'm out. And w- you can't blame them. You can't blame them. Cause that's going to be guaranteed money for a yep. kid that again, you know, who knows if he was going to be a, a, a and, and to be honest, he can develop as a shooter far better in the NBA or the G League than he can in, in, at UConn right now. So I, I guess to answer your question, you know, Klingon moves in for, for Sonogo. We know that. Newton's got to come back. I mean, where the hell is he going? He's got to come back. Caravan's terrific. Um, so they've got good players. But, like, you know, to me, you're, you're, the big player you're missing is Jordan Hawkins here. Like, who's your, who's your dude? Is it going to be this Castle kid? You know, a freshman who's – you know, a top 10 player, a, a guy in the in the mold, a little bit of Hawkins in a long, um, smooth, athletic wing. Yeah, but like Hawkins had a couple of years of figuring this thing out. Castle comes in and he's got to do it right away. Um, so I, I, I would have him around 10-ish for me. I, the, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is just kind of to, we, we did one of these a couple of weeks ago and, and we've had a couple of, you know, dominoes fall. Biggest one, obviously, being Hunter Dickinson, um, a guy that, you know, college football basketball fans, and if you're listening to this podcast, you like to bet on college basketball, you like to watch college basketball. So Max Aismas goes to Texas. Uh, I've, I've kind of read that some people are curious about this fit for Aismas down at Texas. Uh, what did you make of his decision, you know, the Oral Roberts prolific score to go to Texas and and what do you expect from the Longhorns next year? I love the the combination of Asimus and Tyrese Hunt, uh, Hunter. If, mm. if, if Hunter comes back, which I think he has to, you know, I don't know where he's going. Um, I think they 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 could play off each other really well. Asimus needed a bigger guard who could really defend yeah. next to him, and Hunter needed a guy next to him who could really make shots because he doesn't consistently. So I, I think they're a great fit alongside one another. And then you add, you know, the bigs are good. Dylan DeSue's back, and and they added Caden Shedrick. The big thing is, who's that wing? 
who's that wing? And Dylan Mitchell could come back. I, I love Dylan Mitchell. Dosser and I have, have kind of talked about him at length of like, what should he do? He probably should just, if he's going to be a top 35, 40 pick, probably go pro and develop his offensive game in the G League. They need Texas. Rodney Terry has to get one more big wing who can score. Like they, they don't have that. They've got everything else. They just don't have that. So they're one piece away for me from being a team that, that could be back, you know, in the mix for one of the top, uh, you know, 10, 20 teams in the country. All right, let's get to uh, the big news. Uh, his dad, pretty notable guy. Uh, I think you've heard of him. His name's LeBron. Um, you know, I want to just start with him as a player, Bronny, because it's it's impo- it's he's kind of in a po- impossible situation. You know, everybody's known him since the day he was born. Essentially, uh, you know, his dad has has talked him up. Um, you know, as as a proud dad would, he's he's very present and was at his you know AAU tournaments and all of that. Let's just start with the player. Is he an instant impact starter? You know, I, I know LeBron has talked about wanting to play with him, but if we just remove him and his dad, what type of player is Bronny James as a freshman at USC? A really good piece. You know, a really good piece who knows how to play, you know, 6'3", kind of a combo guard, poised, smart, can make shots, can distribute, can guard, does everything well, doesn't do anything elite. So he's a guy that I think as a freshman is going to be able to play because of that, right? He's not your typical freshman, but he's also playing alongside Boogie Ellis, who's a 50-year guard at USC and Isaiah Collier, who might be the number one player in the country, number one freshman in the country. And he's a point guard, a dynamic point guard. So if you're going to look at Bronny's numbers at the end of the year, you're going to say to yourself, all right, if, if Bronny averages 10 points, five rebounds and five assists, that's a hell of a year for him. That's a really, really good. if, If that's a good stat line. And I think a lot of what he does is intangibles. Anyway, he's a really good teammate. People like playing with him. He doesn't come out thinking he's the, the the shit or anything like that. He just really, really impressive because all eyes are on him. Like I remember a few years ago at the PTM, we're watching on one court, Amani Bates, and he had just been on the cover of Sports Illustrated. So he's the number one player in the country. Everybody's comparing him to, you know, KD. Um, and on the next court was Bronny James. And Bronny James's court at the PTM, you couldn't get in. They closed it down. They shut it down. He comes in. The whole team comes in the side entrance. And it's mayhem. You cannot find a seat in there. If you don't get in early enough, even as media, you can't get in. And then the, literally, there's a there's a big sheet separating the two courts. On the next court, there's maybe 100 people watching Imani Bates, who, again, at that time, had just been on the cover of Sports Illustrated. He was the biggest thing. He has fallen off since, but it just shows you the power of LeBron and Bronny James, his son, and the pressures that this kid is going to face. And he, listen, he went to USC. It was it, It's fairly simple. LeBron wants him close to him so he can help manage things if anything doesn't go well. And plus, again, USC has dealt with having high-profile people at their school. You know, one of Obama's daughters went there recently. So it... It made all the sense in the world. And a lot of other schools, frankly, 
weren't guaranteeing him anything more than USC was, which is, hey, you know what? He's going to be a good player, but we're not building our program around him. He's not that type of player. Yeah, it's 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 going to be fascinating. You hit on a lot of good points about, you know, what they've got coming back. Um, and I think the important thing that you alluded to, which was going to be my question, is, you know, how does he carry himself? I mean, his dad, you know, I know there's plenty of people who, who aren't, the biggest fans of LeBron, whether it be, you know, I'm always a Jordan guy or if there's a political aspect to it. But regardless, I mean, the dude is is brilliant when it just comes to the the game of basketball. So when you watch Bronny, do you see like I know athletically it's impossible to to compare him to his dad, who's six, eight to whatever and is one of the most physically gifted humans ever to walk the earth. But do you see the the basketball intangibles there that that could make him, you know, be a, a really nice piece on what is going to be what, Jeff, a, a top 15 team preseason? Yeah, maybe top 25, you know, top somewhere 25. around there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, he's not LeBron in any phase of his game. OK, like even though I say like he's he's poised, he's smart, he's got a good IQ, all that. Well, LeBron's. Smart, and I saw him at the same stage. Like I saw LeBron when he right. was in OU, and, and you know, rookie, whatever. Um, like this kid is mature for his age. LeBron was off the charts mature for his age in terms of his passing ability and all that. Bronny is a good passer, again, a good shooter, a good defender, all that. LeBron was elite at everything, at every part of the game, other than shooting the ball. That was the only thing that LeBron didn't do at the highest, highest level at that stage of the of, of his career. So, again, I I think Bronny, you got to temper the expectations, but people won't. People won't. They're going to expect him to be a guy that averages, you know, fifteen and puts up, you know, and is the guy. And he's just not going to be the guy. I, I wish LeBron wouldn't put the pressure on him to be a one and done. Right. I wish LeBron – I understand that LeBron wants to play with him. It, totally. And and I love it about him. I love how involved he is with Bronny and Bronny's teams. And I've seen him be in the, in the stands. And when Bronny's teammates would come off the floor, he would give every one of them a little piece of advice or encouragement or whatever. Know everybody's name. It was awesome to see. But I feel like he, he may be doing Bronny a little bit of a disservice here by putting the pressure on him that he's got to be a one-and-done when I don't think he's a one-and-done. If his name's not Bronny James. Sure. Well, let me, you know, you mentioned the pressures. Andy Enfield, what is this, year just 10? Something like that? I don't think it's that many, is it? No. Well, Florida Gulf Coast, I remember, all right, 2013 was when FGCU did their thing, and then he went to, it was a 13-14 season. So this is year, yeah. How do you think Andy Enfield deals with this type of pressure? It's So Andy's a different dude. Andy's pretty uh, chill, um, mellow. So I think he'll actually be pretty good to deal with with, with LeBron. And supposedly, listen, I, I've talked to several coaches, a couple coaches through the process that have dealt with LeBron a little bit through it, and they rave about LeBron and how he's been with them. So I, I think, again, here's the only thing I'll say is, like, even the most realistic coaches in the world, okay, are delusional when it comes to their own kids. Sure. Okay, so like once Bronny's in the thick of it here, how is he going to be if Bronny's playing eight minutes a game or 15 minutes a game and 
not being a guy that's putting up any numbers. Is he going to get frustrated? Oh, my God. You know, again, listen, if I'm an NBA team, a small market team next year, I probably still take Bronny at 29. You know, I probably still do and say, you know what? The hell with it. I got a couple first round picks. If I'm uh, Portland and I can and I can get Bronny and therefore get LeBron with Dame Lillard. For, for even in 40 year old LeBron, I'd probably do it. I'm not risking, I'm not, I'm not doing it with a lottery pick. I'm not wasting a lottery pick on Bronny James. I'll tell you that right now. Well, let's call it now. Oklahoma City has every pick in the draft. So uh <laughs> LeBron and Bronny to Oklahoma City. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. The, I think I think LeBron might say at that point, like, we're gonna trade for Bron. We're gonna, I'm not finishing my career in Oklahoma City. What do you want for Bronny? Um, D'Angelo Russell, see ya. Go, go back to back. Um, all right. Um, Jeff, here we are. We're still a ways away from, from the start of the season. Um, let's 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 play a little game because um, by the way, I, I, I a final thought on, on USC here. Uh, the fact that Dennis Rodman's son and LeBron James' son are gonna be playing on the same team does does amuse me. And I could just I didn't even think about that. I don't know if it'll ever happen, but having them sitting next to each other at a game would be the best thing ever. <laughs> that would be that would be pretty interesting. I forgot. Yeah, DJ Rodman transferring there uh, as well. And uh yeah, yeah, that'll geez. All these all these uh players that I covered years ago having kids that are playing in college makes me feel uh, oh, so old. Who? Uh, it's uh, Dewan Wagner's son, right? He's he's legit, right? He's going to Kentucky. He is DJ Wagner. Um, he's not the number one player in the country like people thought he was for a while, but he, he's a good player. He, he's a big, strong guard who can score. Um, yeah, those guards are going to be interesting at Kentucky because there's only one ball. And I know people push back on me when I say that. They're like, well, John Wall and Eric Bledsoe did it, and Cal's done it with other guys. Yeah, but, you know, he needs shooters. I mean, again, they're going to win a lot of games. But if you don't have shooters, you're not you're not winning in, in March and you're not getting to April. So we've hit on Dickinson. We've hit on Ace Miss because it, that we haven't, you know, had this podcast since those guys committed. Jeff, when you look at the whole portal, and, and there might be a guy here or there that, that ultimately commits, but for the most part, it, it's pretty much wrapped up. You know, if you remove Dickinson as being the most impactful, who's one of the players, maybe not the most impactful, but just a fit that you love and think that particular player will flourish in his new situation. I like J.J. Starlin going from Notre Dame to Syracuse. Oh, man, you got to do that right right, right to the heart, Jeff. Come on. I do. I do. I really, <laughs> yeah, I really do. I think that was a great pickup for, for Red Autry. And, uh, you know, Starling – was a freshman last year, a, a, a guard who can really score. He's got good, good burst, good body. Um, I think he'll be really good at Syracuse because they're going to need him to um, next year in Syracuse, obviously losing Gerard and, and Jesse Edwards. So they, they've got some room for somebody to come in and we'll see what happens with Judah Mintz coming back. I think that's one that I really like. Um, Houston getting LJ Cryer. Mm-hmm. Love that one. I mean, Arkansas is going to be an interesting one to see because they got a lot of really good players. But again, where is their perimeter shooting going to come from? That's my biggest thing for them. They got a bunch of dudes 
that can play, like L. Ellis. Yeah, he, he can score, but he can't really shoot. You know, uh, Tremont Mark, you know, not a great shooter. Menafield from Washington, not a great shooter. So they got a lot of those. Khalif Battle from Temple. They're all scorers, not shooters. Uh, I, I think, again, it's a great recipe to win in in February, which is what Arkansas does. And they win in March. I mean, they get to the, the Elite Eight. But I don't know if they can win it all without better, more shooters, more shooters. You know, a team that that I hit that it was it was kind of funny the the you know from the betting side of things the the trajectory of of Creighton last year because everybody fell in love with them yeah. and their odds torpedo like went way 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 too low and I'm like no thanks then they had that six game losing streak yeah and everyone jumped off the bandwagon so I kind of hopped on and then they had you know it was it was funny to kind of watch the the changing of the of the landscape. On Creighton, oh, so they've lost crazy. Ryan Nemhard. Yep, Kaluma is in the is in the portal, but they get Ashworth, who actually committed, you know, on your airwaves. Yep. What do you think of Creighton and and, uh, and Greg McDermott this year? I mean, again, it just depends on Kalkbrenner, right? Like that's the big thing. If they don't bring Kalkbrenner back, they're 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 done. Like I don't like him at all. If because he just he makes up for every defensive deficiency that they're honestly the Shireman and Ashworth are going to bring. Like, neither are great athletes, neither are great defensively. So, dudes are going to get to the rim. And if they get to the rim and Kalkbrenner is sitting there, I feel a little bit better about it. And if Trey Alexander comes back, then I love them. I love them if they get Trey Alexander and Kalkbrenner back. I, I don't know what the odds are of that going through the draft process and both of them going to the, the combine this week. Um, so, it's it's so hard to tell with a team like Creighton right now, because it could be like top five. And, and that's where, again, if you're, if you're looking at futures right now, what do you do? Do you roll the dice? I don't know what Creighton is right now. 30 to one. I see right now. Yeah. I mean, if, again, if you feel like Kalkbrenner and Alexander are going to come back, hell yeah. You, you load up, you load up on a team like Creighton. Um, that's where like early in the portal, again, you're, you're getting, there's, there's a lot of movement mm-hmm. from there on. You just got to kind of try to figure out, okay, Kansas. Well, you know Kansas is going to be good every year. You know they have Bill Self coaching them. You know that they're going to have NIL to be able to get dudes, plus they're Kansas. To be honest, the NIL world has probably helped Kansas more than some of these other big boys because it takes some of the power out of, like, they got hurt with Adidas because they're in Adidas school. They wouldn't get elite players. Now, elite like Adidas still, kids don't want to play for an Adidas school, but they do if you offer them 200 grand more. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, a team that I'm curious about, uh, I had a position on them last year. Uh, they were the number, was it number one overall seed? They were a one seed. I don't know. I can't remember if Houston was the number one overall seed. Uh, regardless, they, they, you know, they lose some pieces. They got Cryer that you mentioned. Does the Big 12 hurt or help Houston be prepared for the NCAA tournament, or is it indifferent? No, I think it helps. I, the AAC was, honestly, it was a mid-major league at the end of the day, uh, just because since he was still rebuilding and still is, and Memphis wasn't as good as what people thought it would be, and Wichita had fallen off. So, you know, I don't think it did a good job of preparing uh, Houston for the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, they're ready for the Big 12. 
you know, some teams you worry, like Cincinnati, you worry. Like, they're mm-hmm. not ready for this, right? Like, UCF is not ready for the Big 12. Those two teams are probably going to be down towards the bottom. Houston's ready for it. They'll be fine. You know, we went through something last week on Field of 68 what? on the best hire of the last decade. And we had, like, Gary Parrish and Norlander and Borzello on with me and Doster. And, like, all five of us unanimously were, like, Kelvin Sampson's the best hire of the last decade. Um, he's done an incredible job there. They'll be fine. Again, I think they've got pretty – I mean, I keep going back to it, but it's true. Like, you can be an elite coach with, with momentum, but if you don't have NIL, you're, you're going to have trouble. Like, I think Houston's got pretty good NIL. All right, let's, uh, let's get you out on this, Jeff. Um, you, know, you know, we didn't go in-depth on every team. We don't have to. It's May, you know. We'll do go that and again. Look- yeah, we yeah. do it again when I come out to Vegas and, uh, you know. Sounds it sounds perfect. All right, give me a team that is pretty short in the odds that you aren't feeling. So, like, we got Duke, Kentucky, Kansas, UConn, Marquette, Purdue, Michigan State, Arkansas. They're all under 20 to 1 right now. So give me a team that is going to be high on a lot of people's radar that on May 12th as – all right, Kentucky, go ahead. Period. I mean, again, I don't trust Cal as as an X's and O's guy. Uh, He won one title. He did it with – Anthony Davis and Michael Kidd Gilchrist was awesome. And they actually, if you remember, Kendall Marshall uh, got hurt that year for Carolina. Otherwise, I'm not sure they would have won it that year. I think it would have been a great title game between them and Carolina. Uh, I just, again, I don't don't understand this loading up on a bunch of dudes that are ball dominant, high volume scores. And, And the other part is, it's it's their freshman laden. Everybody's like, oh, this is the greatest freshman class of all time. First of all, this freshman class isn't very good. So let's start there. There was no number one player. The number one player, according to, I think, 24-7 or maybe on three, one of those things, is a kid going to Colorado, Jalen Williams' younger brother. So what does that say? If the number one player is going to Colorado, this class is not great, okay, number one. Number two, you're going to win a title – with and they've got again, listen, Robert Dillingham, talented point guard, uh, but again, like high volume guy. DJ Wagner, we already talked about, high volume, not a great shooter. Um, the Bradshaw kid, I love. He's like a kind of a stretch four, long, thin, athletic. Like he's he's going to be awesome. Like down the road, I don't know how good he'll be right away. And then they got a kid, Justin Edwards, who's terrific as a wing. Um, that's four. I've just named you four freshmen. Then they've got Reed uh, Shepard, Jeff Shepard's kid. So that's five freshmen that are all ranked in the top 25, 30, whatever it is. Try playing five freshmen and and winning the whole thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like we know how this is going to work. It doesn't. It even if you play four, even if Reed Shepard doesn't play a lot, like you can't be that young and win the whole thing. Like it's just not going to happen. And then give me an elevator pitch on a team that you think people might uh, might be overlooking that you like. Um, to win it all, maybe not to win it all. Make some noise. You could bet Final Four odds nowadays. So if you had, you know, there's some people out there who had an FAU Final Four ticket that got to cash a whole lot of uh, money this ma- this March. Yeah, that's kind of insanity that. <laughs> Anybody would have gone with that. I will um let's go with uh let's go with St. Mary's. Okay. They're older, 
you know, obviously they got a great uh, guard named Mahaney. Dukas is back. They bring in another top 100 guard. And I just think Randy Bennett's one of the best there is. I do. I think he's one of the best X's and O's development coaches there is. And he's got an older team now. Marcellonis's kid is, is a year older. I think maybe he'll make that jump. So if you go in with a backcourt of Mahaney and Marcellonis and, and, and the kid, I think his name is Ford, coming in uh, this year, I don't know. Again, with Randy Bennett and some veterans up front, you give yourself a chance. They were right there with UConn, if you remember, until yeah. Dukas' back went out. And, and Dukas started walking around looking like he was Rob Doster. <laughs> Perfect way to end the dig at your, at your partner there in Rob Doster. Jeff, appreciate it, man. And uh, we'll be talking soon. Always, Tim. Always. Thanks for having me. We'll uh, hopefully I get a chance to see you soon. And thanks again to Jeff Goodman for joining us. The Field of 68 uh, does such great content when it comes to college hoops all year long. Uh, did give out his Twitter handle. I'm sure many of you are already following it, but here it is, at Goodman Hoops on Twitter. Him, Rob Doster, so many others, uh, part of that Field of 68, uh, pumping out content. So make sure to give them a follow on all of the platforms that are out there. Once again, Please rate, review, and subscribe. Let's get some five stars going. Let's make my confidence feel a little bit better, huh? Let's let's get it rolling here. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun uh, catching up with Jeff there, and uh, you know, talking some college hoops here in uh, in mid May. So uh, keep checking the feed. We will uh, keep pumping out some uh, content here and there for sure over the summer months, and then we'll ramp it up. Come the early fall to get you ready for the 2023-2024 season. So for Jeff Goodman, I'm Tim Murray. This has been the VSIN College Basketball Betting Podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.